Mitchell gets to Sanders. Sanders has got some room to operate. Barry Sanders inside the 10. Touchdown. Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Downright Sports, and on today's show, the notorious one is going nuclear. So today we're going to discuss the Yankees and how they failed. We're going to talk about the disrespect for players of the past, and why do we keep making excuses for players when they don't play well? Like enough's enough. So buckle up, look at your watch, and know what time it is. It is showtime. Yo, yo, there he go. My paycheck's large, Mr. 
Downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate the applause, but tonight is not a night for applause. Tonight is not a night to celebrate. Tonight is a oh, I'm going. <laughs> uh, I want to invoke somebody's name, but I don't. I don't feel like getting like. Forget it. I'm going Kanye on sports tonight. <laughs> like it's happening. I'm done. Like here's this is this is. To, hello, everybody. Welcome to Downrange Sports. I'm your host, the notorious sports critic Brent Reed. If you never heard the show before, this is a sports show uh, for sports fans, spoken by a sports fan. Um, you're getting without a question tonight. You're going to. You're not getting a notorious sports critic. No, no, no. You're not getting the influencer tonight. No, no, no. Tonight you're getting Brent Reed, the fan, the raw fan, Urgh, the fan. That's it. That's what you're getting tonight. All right. Let's just get the let's get the pleasantries out the way, shall we? Let's go. You can feel free to listen to Downray Sports weekdays on DJ Chase Radio. Uh, you can brand new episodes drop Wednesdays at uh, twelve noon. The show always airs at twelve noon on um, WDJCDB DJ Chase Radio. You can also listen to the show. On uh, Thursdays at 8 o'clock on Dynasty Radio, uh, you can listen to the show twice on Saturday, starting at 8 a.m. at Fab 94.5 The Hits, and then 6 p.m. at Trap Radar Radio, and then Sunday you can finish it out at She Real Radio at 12 noon. You can also download the podcast, brand new episodes premiere Wednesdays at 12 o'clock, and you can just download at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. Also follow the show at TikTok, Instagram, the Downray Sports fan page at Facebook, and also subscribe and like at YouTube. Now that I was being polite, I haven't done a show like this in a long time. So, I am a true I'm a, I'm a Yankees fan. There's no there's no hidden secret behind that. I root for the Bronx Bombers without any question. And this is this was a true roller coaster kind of year. You feel what I'm saying? Like you would the year started out with so much promise. And if you're a true Yankee fan, you kind of saw where things was going and you got nervous and you <laughs> you started to wonder like mm, how's this one going to play out because the Yankees started off hot the Yankees started off like with the best record in all of baseball could nobody beat them like it was it was insane how good the team just launched you know um won like 70 games before um July or some crazy crap like that or and they were, the, I think they were the first team to 70. And the the team was just rolling forward, man. Like, they couldn't do no wrong. Injuries played a part to some degree. Ooh, I lost connection. Am I back? I think I'm back. Hello. <laughs> All right, I lost connection. That was weird. But the Yankees decided to make some trades, and they got rid of players. They got rid of Joey Galloway. They got rid of just players. They got rid of um, the pitcher. They sent them to St. Louis. And... It turned into nothing. It turned into pure nothing. Like, let me just, if you've heard the show before, there'll be no stats here, all right? This will not be a stat show. This will be a true show where a fan just loses his freaking mind and just blows a gasket. Because if you watch the Yankees like I have all year, sorry, I got to take the scully off because I got hot. If you watch the Yankees like I have all year and... Uh, you paid attention. You just slowly see them de- deteriorating. Like you, they just didn't get better. They got worse, in fact. And the general manager Brian Cashman, who's been a part of the Yankees organization in some form or fashion since the '90s, early '90s too, has done absolutely nothing with the team since George Steinbrenner has passed away, or, or first stepped away and then passed away. 
Okay, the team made certain moves in 2009 to bring in players. C.C. Sabathia, A.J. Bennett, um, um, Nick Swisher, Johnny Damon. They brought these guys in, and they won. One year. Boom. That was it. They got one. But since, and it seems like they were able to make those moves when Hank Steinbrenner, who's since passed away, was kind of like middling around and basically, you know, hey, you know, let's... Let's keep this, you know, we got to keep old dad going here with being able to, um, you know, keep a winner on the field. And how basically took over, because Hank, I think, gave A-Rod that crazy contract. And all of a sudden, here comes Hal Steinbrenner, and he's the, the new big wig, the new big chief, and he's making all the decisions. But I don't, it seems like all the decisions he's made were just, like, they've been bad. He wants to get. He wants to become frugal. Like he wants to run the Yankees like they're the Pittsburgh Pirates. You don't do that with the New York Yankees, the Lakers, the Yankees, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the yeah, that's it. Let's just keep it there. The Yankees, the Lakers, the Dallas Cowboys, um, Manchester United. Uh, certain franchises are built to win. The sport is better. When that franchise wins. Why? One, profit. They're the most recognizable franchises in all the world. Period. Two, people love to hate them. So people will flock to watch a Yankee game just to hate on them for the simple fact that, oh, it's the Yankees. Let's hate on the Yankees. And you you have a situation where... You have a GM that seems clueless. You have an owner that seems like he's trying to save money he didn't earn. All right. Uh, he's trying to save money that I think I went backwards in my segment. But <laughs> I, that's how angry about the Yankees. I am. This was supposed to be segment two. And I just kicked it off with segment one. But Brian Cashman. This is what Brian Cashman became the full-time general manager of the team basically around 98. But that team was already built. The, the, the 90s dynasty teams was built from uh, George Michael, George Stick Michael. He ran the team when George got um, George Steinbrenner, Gene Michael, excuse me, Gene Michael. When Gene Michael ran the team, George was on suspension. Gene built, he drafted Jeter, uh, Bernie Williams, Andy Pettit. Manny Rivera, he went and got uh, Paul O'Neill, uh, David Wells. He brought in. Um, there's a list. Of, there's a list of guys. Uh, uh, Daryl Strawberry, Tim Raines, Ruben Sierra. Uh, God, you making the brain work. But he went and got players. He had a core crew, and then he got the he got the extras, the fixins. You got the core guys. You got your core, Bernie. Andy, O'Neill, Derek, you know what I'm saying, Rivera, that's the core. That's your core right there, okay? Uh, El Duque was a, was a, you know, that's a new piece. You add El Duque. You added Roger. That's a new piece. You added Roger. David Wells, you added him. That's a new piece. Scott Brocious, you added him. Chuck Knobloch. They added pieces to keep the core together. Since Brian Cashman has been the full helm of this whole thing, he's done none of that. All he's trying to do is fill in the roster with um, refurbished Yankees. I mean, refurbished players. The way you would buy a refurbished phone or a refurbished computer, he's getting refurbished players. Guys who were good, not great, good, like... 10, 12 years ago. When George was around, they got players that were great that became good. Tim Raines is a Hall of Famer. He played on the Yankees. He wasn't the Tim Raines of the 80s, but he was still... Uh, greatness goes to good. You get what I'm saying to you? Daryl Strawberry, great. Went to good. Doc Gooden, great. Became good. Because when you go get refurbished players... That were good, they don't become when they go. They go when they go backwards. Uh, where a great player becomes good, a good player just becomes bad. There's no middle of the road. There's no above average. 
that's what Brian Cashman has tried to convince us when he made a stupid trade this year to go get Josh Donaldson, who was an MVP 10 years ago and has done jack zilt since he won the MVP for the Toronto Blue Jays. Even in Toronto, he did nothing. He had one fluky year, and I'm quite, if I'm remembering correctly, I believe Derek should have won the MVP award probably that year, and that's just me kind of thinking, and you're just throwing something to the wall. You can't have you can't have a franchise like here. Let's do this like this, okay? Only once in in our let's use the the, the term modern history, whatever. The Yankees payroll was like under a hundred grand, and that was in the nineties. The nineteen ninety nine team that won the championship was under a hundred was eighty eight eighty eight million. Excuse me, I said hundred grand was eighty eight million. That was the payroll, pretty probably still pretty high. The Yankees in two thousand nine, when they won the World Series, had the highest payroll, two hundred and one million dollars. The current payroll is is third behind the Mets and the Dodgers. Is third. It's literally $10 million more than it was in 2009. And and here's the crazy part. Who the heck are the Yankees paying? Because Aaron Judge doesn't have a contract. Um, The other players are guys basically playing on um, handshakes. Garrett Cole and Giancarlo Stanton is the bulk of the contract, is the bulk of the salary. Are you? That's where we stop. This is the Yankees, bub. This this is a team that had when free agency started. This is a team that got Catfish Hunter, Reggie Jackson, um, uh, Dave Winfield, John. Um, what was the injury call? Um, Tommy John, Ricky Henderson. Uh, later would go get Roger Clemens. Would spend money on uh, Wade Boggs. Would spend money on um, 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 A Rod, Gary Sheffield, Jason Giambi. Like these were all moves to make the team better. They went after great players. If you if you if you if you take a chance on a great player and it fails, all right, cool. When you take a chance on a bum like Josh Donaldson and the rest of these clowns, you just look like an idiot. And then the, 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 there's so much wrong with this. So the other day before game four, Aaron Boone, the other brain, the other, the other genius, the manager of all managers, plays a video of the 2004 playoffs where the Red Sox came back and beat the Yankees. The Yankees is literally the only team in the history to be up three games and lose four. Only team in the history of the game. Never happened before. Yankees did it. And that's the video you play? That's what you do? Like, what are we doing here? What is happening to a franchise? <clears throat> if you don't know anything about the history of the Yankees, I'm about to school you. This is a franchise that was technically started in Baltimore and then moved to New York. And then shortly we get, oh, I left off a free agent. The biggest free agent signing in the history of time, George Herman Ruth. Oh, otherwise known as Babe Roof, Yankees went and got him because he was bought, he was game changing. He was the the symbol, the mascot, the face of the league for over a hundred years. Babe Roof is a Yankee. Did he play for the Dodgers? He did. Nah, he played for the Braves. <laughs> he played for the Boston. I think he played for the Dodgers too. Either way. Was a Yankee, and now the Yankees let Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, um, Jose um, uh, Juan Soto, Clayton Kershaw when he's a free agent, Justin Verlander. The list goes on and on. Um, 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 Albert Pujols, um, Mike Trout, oh, um, Shohei Otani. All these great players. Don't, the Yankees ain't even tried to get. If George Steinbrenner was alive today, the Yankees outfield would be Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout. 
Third base would be Manny Machado. <laughs> DH would be Giancarlo Stan. I can see Anthony Rizzo playing first for the Yankees. Second base could be anybody. Third shortstop, mm, Derek G to play there. So I promise you, George would probably go get uh, Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa would be a Yankee. He would not have went to the Minnesota. That's the other part. Uh, 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 Lindor, who came from uh, Cleveland, went to the Mets. Not happening on George's watch. The Yankees' pitching staff would have been Justin Verlander, not Garrett Cole. I can promise you that. Um, it would have been Max Scherzer. I can promise you that. Clayton Kershaw, as soon as he became a free agent, probably been a pitcher. Promise you that. Whoever the and they like the Yankees. This is how they seem to want to manage or do the team. Brian Cashman has a team, a team of nerds, not coaches, not scouts, basically guys who look at numbers and go, well, this is where this guy should play. This is where this, this is getting, because the numbers speak to that. When you have the Houston Astros who built the team through the draft, their payroll doesn't come close to any of these teams, kept a core group of guys together. Got Dusty Baker, a manager, not a commentator, and they're in the World Series again. Now, I know what you think, Brent, you're, you're contradicting yourself. Uh, the, you're saying the Yankees should spend money, but you're saying they should draft. I'm saying they should pick a lane. But you shouldn't be signing refurbished players. You shouldn't be signing guys who are um, Josh Donaldson's. <laughs> like, it, it just doesn't... It, Alright, I am going to pull stats for one second. Let me make a point. Let me make my last point, and then I'll wrap it up. Let me make my last point. Okay? Let's go to Houston, shall we? So, we're going to jump on the jet. We're going to land in Houston, and then I'm going to take the Greyhound to the Bronx, because the Yankees are poo-poo. And they don't deserve a flight. They deserve the Greyhounds. We're going and it's going to break down somewhere on the road. So let's look at the Yankee stats. And let's hope this is the regular season. Not the postseason. Let's go to the regular season. Shouty. Alright, so we look at the Yankee stats and we're looking at their batting average. Because here's what matters in baseball. The one thing that stays the same is hitting, scoring, and pitching. That hasn't changed. I don't know what this other launch, launch angle doesn't win games. Alright? Um, the projection of the speed of the ball at the ball pump score run. That's what matters. Always has. Uh-oh. A little behind the curtain. I had some technical difficulty. Facebook's acting up. Everything's acting up tonight. Because I'm crazy. All right. So, look <laughs> at the Yankees average. Uh, people who have played over 100 games. Aaron Judge batted 311. That's solid. Um, DJ LeMahieu, who got hurt, batted 261. Um, Isaiah Califilera, 261. Gabriel Torres, 257. Um, Jose Trevino, 248. Like, these averages are atrocious. Josh Donaldson played 132 games. He was hurt and suspended in some of them. That at 222. 222. That is absurd, bruh. You can't have that. The reason why they bat so bad and the reason why others are batting because the people hitting in front of them suck. Look at Houston. Uh, let's go to the regular season, shall we? Uh, let's pull Houston stats. All right, my... You had... Houston has at least three guys. Jose Altuve and Yadiel Alvarez hitting over 300. At least you got two guys hitting over 300. Everybody else is pretty much average, but that's where the game is going. But they also still have, but you still have two guys that can get on base routinely. Not to mention, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players with double digit home runs. The Yankees had Aaron Judge, Rizzo, John Carlos and Gabriel. Solid years. And a few other guys trickled in here and there, which is going to happen because you had a guy hit 62. How in the heck can you not win? 
Because when you have Matt Carpenter, who was sitting at home, you think that's a great find. Josh Donaldson, who should be sitting at home. Um, Aaron Hicks, don't get me started on this bum. This guy steals money from the team. I'm, I'm going to wrap up. I swear to God, I'm going to wrap up. There's something on here. I think ESPN shows you how much these bums make. Oh, Aaron Hicks. Here it goes. Batted 2 4 16. This guy batted 2 16. 2 16, guys. That's what he batted. Uh, oh, does it show you? They used to show the salary on here. I don't think they do anymore. Maybe it's on the bio. Yeah, they. I think they took the salaries away. It only makes sense because you got crazy people like me. I'm saying it here. I'm saying that. Yankees need to fire Brian Cashman, period. No more of this nonsense. He has to go. If the Yankees don't, they're going to find the stadium start to get real empty real fast. If you watch any of the games or listen to any of the games, the fans was done. They were, they were sick. They were done with this team. They're done with Aaron Boone and his stupid decision-making. They're done with Brian Cashman listening to his nerds. They're done with Hal Steinberg and his cheapness. It's time for the Yankees to turn into what they are. This offseason, I don't care who he is, they need to sign. They need to get, don't get rid of, the, the two players that should be, the three players that should be back next year that play every day, Giancarlo Stan, Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge. That needs to be on this team next year. The only pitcher that, two pitchers that should potentially be back, Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez. Outside, uh, Luis Savino, you give him a shot. If he sucks, you trade him. Or you trade him now. That's what George would do. George would trade him for something better because it's about winning now. It's not about winning next year. Here's the crazy part. If you go if you go based on Brian Cashman's craziness, Yankees went to the world. Let me I wrap it up here. 01 lost in the World Series. 02 lost in the ALDS. 03 lost in the World Series. 04 lost in the ALCS. 05 lost in the ALDS. 05 through 07 lost in the ALDS. They didn't make the playoffs in 08. Made the playoffs in 09. I mean, won the World Series in 09. Then lost in the ALCS in 010. ALDS in 11. ALCS missed the playoffs in 2013 and 14. Lost in the wild card in 2015. Uh, lost in the ALCS in 17. Lost in the ALCS in 2018. Lost in the ALCS in 2019. DS in 2020. Wild card 2001. And this in the ALCS. They made it to the World Series. So whatever stupid decisions you're making ain't working. Because the goal, kids, is to get to the World Series. The Yankees don't play for uh, a wild card banners. The Yankees don't play for division banners. They play to win the World Series. And anybody that tells you otherwise is a liar. This is Darren Ray Sports. Everybody, I appreciate you listening. I'm going to take, not going to take one. We'll be right back. We're going to have more show. And we're going to segment three, two. It's not going to get any better from here. I promise you. Down Ray Sports.
heavyweight champion. Alright, <clears throat> so <laughs> I think it was fr- it was either Friday or Saturday. I think it was Saturday. Either way, I saw something on TikTok. This guy on this show, um, I think it's Player's Choice is the show. Player's Choice. If you, <laughs> There's a gap there. I had another technical issue. It's a rough day. But um, on the show, he was commenting, and he tried to downplay and basically blatantly disrespect Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now, I'm wondering if some of these people are saying these players weren't any good because... They never seen him play, which, okay, fair enough, but the numbers are there. The highlights are there. Guys in the 60s, I know there aren't any highlights. Guys in the 70s, there's barely any highlights. But we, as people under the age of 40, let's say 45, 45, 50, 40, 50 to 45, people under that age. I'm 36. I didn't see Kareem play. I didn't. I could have, but I didn't. Kareem retired when I was three. Uh, I didn't see Dr. J play. Dr. J retired before I was born. Um, I did not see... I saw Magic, but I saw Magic when he came back out of retirement. So I didn't see Magic. Uh, I I didn't see any of the greats. I've seen Charles in his prime. I see Patrick in his prime. Kareem. Tim Duncan. I've seen everybody since Jordan or not. I have. This idea and this, 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 this misplacement of... The older players of the NBA weren't any good is the craziest notion that you can have as a sports fan or a sports commentator or analyst. Let me go down the list. I think I have a list of questions. I do. So why do people think players of the past just sucked? It's because they didn't see them. Let's be real. And it's because they weren't flashy. But here's what you don't understand. They were flashy for their day. And what that mean, what I mean by that is the crossover you see today was done by Michael, Isaiah, Magic, um, Byron Scott, uh, um, uh, heck, John Stockton. I'm running out of, I, I could probably go down a whole list. But the, the, the Between the Lakes crossover, those guys started that. Players of today seen it, they perfected it, they added to it, they got creative with it. They didn't invent it. They're doing the same thing those guys did. The three-point shot came into the NBA in the 80s. Reggie Miller crushed it. Larry Bird embraced it. Other players, and uh, Glenn Rice embraced it. Other players embraced this shot. Guys was able to do it. Guy, fun fact, players have always shot from that angle. If you go back and watch games from the 50s, the 60s, they they all shots weren't within the parameters of the rim. It wasn't. They took deep shots. Sometimes they just had no choice. Hey, I'm open. I'll just gun it. They didn't call it a three-pointer. That's why they put in a three The ABA put the three-pointer in, and that's what they did. But the game was, the way the game was coached, the way the game was designed was, that was a last-ditch effort shot. Now it's the first-ditch effort shot because I think it's lazy. It's a lazy way of playing because people don't want to coach big men. Plus, big men don't think playing a big guy was sexy. Shaquille O'Neal was the baddest big man of all time. Well, you know what? Let's get back to it. What was my question? Why do people Why do people think players of the past suck? It's because they didn't see it. They just didn't see it. And it's unfair and it's unfortunate and it's ignorant at the same time. It's like the same people that try to defute... Things that didn't happen, like dinosaurs aren't real. Like people like that are just stupid. Like I'm just I'm gonna say it. Like if you like if you, if you can't if you if you if you refute history and you refute stuff that has been proven by scientists, scholars, professionals, people who multiple people, it's not it's it's not fake. It's not made up. It's not a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been around longer than you have. Everything didn't come out on TikTok and Instagram. That's not how this works. All right. If you take players of the past, Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, for example, they were the most dominant players of their era. On top of that, the things that they were able to accomplish then have not even been been achieved. LeBron is the first person to come close to Kareem. Period. The first. 
the Carl Malone was number two on the list. I don't think he was anywhere near it. Kobe was three, wasn't anywhere near it. Mike six, anywhere near. It. Mike is deemed the greatest player of all time. Was nowhere near hitting Kareem. Does he? If he doesn't retire twice, maybe, maybe not. But he only missed a half a season. Is that enough? <laughs> you know what I mean? Will Chamberlain was averaging fifty points in a game. He didn't come close to what Kareem did. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he's gonna, he's basically the, t- the the topic. He's the key topic of this whole thing for me. Has a shot. Or had a shot. Nobody would emulate. Because it wasn't cool. 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 He's not cool. He don't cross over. He don't wear a headband. He don't use his He's not cool. All your cool players are trash. James Harden. Trash. LeBron. He's not trash. But he ain't got what, he ain't got as many championships as Kareem. Because that's what it's about, guys. It's about winning championships. Well, let's stop. And I'm going to talk about that in the next episode. But let's stop pretending like there were great players that never won. But, at, you know what I'm saying? Like, you recognize, oh, he's great, but he didn't win. Those great players that didn't win don't go down in all time as an all-time great. Like, that's, I mean, as the as the all-time. Tom Brady got GOAT stats because he got more Super Bowls than everybody. Facts. Why is Babe Ruth considered the greatest of all time? Because Babe Ruth set records that people still haven't touched yet. Facts. And Shohei Otami is doing doing stuff nobody has seen since Babe Ruth. That puts him in the category as being the 1%. <laughs> the 1% are great. As a young person, it's important that you learn the history of the game. It's if you're especially if you want to comment on it, it's important as a young person to appreciate your past, period. And appreciation doesn't mean you got to worship it. Appreciation just means, oh, that happened. I see that it happened. Now let me not repeat that. Or let me improve on that. Players of today have improved on the game that was played before them. But if you take Kareem, you take Magic, you take Jordan, you take Wilt, and you put them in today's NBA with the same training that today's player gets the same um, nutrients that today's player has health, uh, 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 dieting. That's the word I'm looking for. The same dieting, the same training, the same scouting reports. Let me just paint you a picture. Players of the 70s used to smoke cigarettes before, for and during games. Players used to just openly drink beer during and after games. Like be in the locker room, crack open a beer. Players today have smoothies. Players today have green drinks. Players today have uh, cryo chambers. Players in the past didn't have a cryo chamber. They had to play. Period. Your toe hurt? Tape it up. You rolled your ankle? Tape it up. You hurt your elbow? Tape it up. And they played all 60 or 82 games. It used to be like, I think the original was 66. But they played all. It's 72, something like that. But they played all. They had to. Guys today, your so quote unquote better players get a hangnail and don't play. Oh, I'm gonna hangnail. Oh, I'm gonna hangnail. Players today feel sad, so they don't play. Players in the past couldn't feel sad. They had to go to work. <laughs> they felt sad. They went hungry. Facts. So stop with this nonsense of like guys that played before. Now, if you want to comment on players of the 50s, I give you that. I don't know if a player of the 50s could play with somebody from the 70s. It's just, but the game wasn't what it is today. Your modern NBA is basically anything from like 1970, 1969 on up, realistically. All the NBA did, all the difference that the NBA made was they added a three point line in the 80s. That's it. That's it. Your quote-unquote great player today is not... I'm going to tell you, let me just be real. John Morant doesn't play against the Detroit Pistons today. Not happening. Not happening. If you take John Morant and put him in 1988 with the Detroit Pistons, he'd be a good player, but he's going to get the snot kicked out of him. He comes through flying through the lane and think he's going to get bullied. Zion, he may play back then because that boy is just nasty. Shaq plays in every era. LeBron plays in every area. He would adapt to the physicality, but LeBron's so big he can play in every area. Kobe plays in every area. Tim Duncan plays in every area. Tracy McGrady don't play in every area. 
here's where I'm going to sum this up. Go back and watch guys like Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace plays in today's NBA. He's the number one player in the world. Reggie Miller plays in today's NBA. Reggie Miller is Kevin Durant. Um, uh, there's so many great players. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, Glenn Rice, chaser like this. Glenn Rice plays in today's NBA. He's top five player in the league. Antoine Walker plays in today's NBA. Antoine Walker's top two, three players in the game. Antoine Walker can shoot threes. Antoine Walker can get to the basket. He was one of them hybrid players. Steve Smith, if y'all remember him, if Steve Smith and Grant Hill played in today's NBA, they would be better than anyone. Because that's how good they were then. Like, stop. Stop going around thinking that, like, the past don't matter. We could just disrespect it. Because just remember, one day you're going to be old and your favorite player, somebody's going to say, yeah, LeBron sucked. He wasn't that good. Or, who you, KD, yeah, he's I, he's trash. He don't play basketball with a backpack on, you know, spaceship, whatever. I don't know where the game's going. <laughs> These guys are playing with... With Chuck Taylor's on that, you know, had no ankle support. And they was giving guys the business. Like, stop it. And I ain't saying everybody was like a mega. Like, you can't take everybody from the 80s and put them here. But you can't take everybody from here and put them in the past. You just can't. There are plenty of sucky players today. Jay Williams is one of them. I said it. I'm tired of Jay Williams. Tired of Jay Williams. J.J. Reddick, I think, is disrespectful. J.J. Reddick played on. J.J. Reddick ain't lead no team nowhere. Neither have I. But here's the thing. I'm a fan. I could, I'm commenting from a place of a fan. He's commenting of a place of who of, of a person who played. JJ Reddick played in the NBA. I ain't see JJ Reddick uh, lead a team anywhere. I, I like the people JJ Reddick is c- critiquing were MVPs. JJ Reddick ain't wasn't leading a team. He couldn't even lead Duke to a national championship. Stop it. And I'm a Duke fan. Stop it. Jay Williams. He was a beast in college. Got to the pros. He got hurt. We don't know where he would have gone. But I don't, I don't understand. Maybe ESPN tells him to be like the antagonist, the way the WWE does. You should just say the opposite. Okay, I'll say the opposite. Smartest guy in, the NBA, in basketball. These are the smartest people in basketball. Kennedy Judd Smith, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Kendrick Perkins. That's it. Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Richard Jefferson's coming around. He, he He's coming around. He's making some sense. Anyway, we're gonna do the news, and then we're gonna wrap the show up. The show was choppy. The show was crazy. This was a, this was guerrilla warfare type of show. But uh, we're gonna do the news, and we're gonna finish the show up in segment number three. This is uh, Downray Sports.
right, let's wrap things up, shall we? This show has been... I've been angry the entire show, but Facebook hasn't worked all night. There's been connection issues. Um, my computer that I record on has been acting crazy all night. So, it's just one of them days. <laughs> it's just one of them days. Um, so, I, I was watching First Take. And I don't watch all of First Take. I just watch the clips because... I'm a fan of cold pizza and when Skip Bayless and Woody Page would do it and I'm a big fan of when Skip and Stephen A would do it do it in their heyday um, I didn't like it when Skip basically was just like it was, the show was set up for like him just to squash like he would have Rob Parker who wouldn't make any sense and then like he would just uh, the, the two stews the two live stews was always good I, I like them but Ever since Max has left first take and it's just become the Stephen A show, they might as well just name it the Stephen A show at this point. It's just, I'm not a fan. Like, I'm starting, like, the, the, the Undisputed is starting to become, you know, I'm, 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 I'm leaning towards that because Shannon Sharp, I really like. He kills me. Look, 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 My grandma always told me if you got wheels, it's a car. And I ain't got no wheels, so I ain't no car. <laughs> Shannon Sharp is the man. But anyway, uh, they were talking about um, Ben Simmons. And, you know, he's fouled out. It's three games. He's fouled out two of them already. And um, he's been playing like trash. I mean, I think he's been playing like trash. I don't really keep up with the NBA stats-wise until Christmas because I think these are all preseason games. But you for the last two years you know the pandemic really showed us a lot but what i feel like it showed us it would i feel like it showed so ben simmons actually averaged seven point seven assist a game which is pretty solid uh he's averaging five points a game which is not but the pandemic showed us that the espn and certain people and I'm not trying to say that cryptically. It's just there's a lot of people. They're afraid to kind of comment on the players and call them out when they're not doing what they're supposed to do. If you look at it in the NFL, they call players out. In baseball, they call players out. They don't really care. But the NBA, God forbid, don't say nothing. So-and-so had a bad game, but it's because, you know, his favorite pair of shoes didn't come in. Ben Simmons has not lived up to the hype. And I don't know why, for the life of me, we pretend like this guy was. Ben Simmons was supposed to be LeBron Magic Johnson 2.0. He was a great facilitator in college. He could score. But since coming to the NBA, he has done absolutely nothing. Like He has not lived up to the hype at all. And I don't like to count other people's money. I think, you know, hey, go get that money, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like... Don't, don't, if they're going to pay you, you take every dime they give you. You count it down to the decimal point. But Ben Simmons has got a five-year deal worth over $100 million for him to average, excuse me, yeah, over $100 million for five years where he's averaging five points a game and he can't take a jump shot. That, to me, kids, is not, no, like, no. Like, no, <laughs> I don't know in what world that, like, Draymond Green can't shoot, but he'll shoot the ball. Like, he's terrible at shooting threes, but for some reason, he thinks he can make them. Draymond Green also has other intangibles. He's a leader on the team. He's a, he's the, he's the, he sets everything up. Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and other players, it seems like they just keep making excuses for these guys. Like, every year is a new excuse why they couldn't get it done. I thought, listen, I'm, I am will sit here and tell you, I thought when Kyrie Irving went to Boston, I thought it was the best move. I thought, oh, he's going to show the world he's actually the man. I knew he was going to go to Boston, and then he was just going to go like, you know, the world is flat. Like, I didn't know that's what was going to happen. I thought he would go to Boston. He could lead. He would prove like, hey, I can do this because I he, he is alpha. He's got that alpha gene, you know. Everybody recognized the fact that he loved Kobe. Like, oh, snap. We got a guy that, you know, like, this is awesome. But he's got the completely opposite. He loved, I don't know what part of it. He must have loved Kobe up until 2007. Like, he liked 90s, early 2000s Kobe. He was like, it's all about me. I don't need nobody. Yeah, well, hmm. Kevin Durant. 
make excuses for him countlessly. Every time he says something, well, it's just Kevin Durant being Kevin Durant. Like he, and then certain trigger words, if you listen to sports when they're making excuses, especially in the NBA, well, you know, he's really smart or he's, he's, he's a great conversation. If he is, as a fan, it don't look like it. Like, just saying. Like, if he's having, like, the, 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 the thing is, NBA players don't need to sell themselves to the press. The press are going to cover them. It's us, the fans, that buy the tickets. It's us, the fans, that buy the jerseys. It's us, the fans, that, you know, gobble up and eat their crap. But the fact that, like, it's okay for them just to, like, treat us like crap and not show up to games. Play, you know, like if you have a bad game, you have a bad game. And if your game isn't one where you should score, we're like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is not a scorer and for an NBA team, high school team, college. He's a scorer. And the NBA is not a scorer. But he better play defense and he better facilitate the way he does for it to matter. Now, if they lean on him and kind of like the, 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 the Sixers went away from using him as a point guard. And I always felt that was a mistake. You, the the game, the, the coaches have to get out this way of thinking, the same Brian Cashman way of thinking where it's about the numbers. We got within the numbers thing. The analytics say EX over NC means he'll hit a three. No, it doesn't. You could take a player like a Ben Simmons and just let him run point a la Rajah Rondo. He'll score when he needs to score, but if your other players do their job, then they'll win. I don't know what it. Well, they'll just double team everybody else. They do that anyway. And on an NBA team, five all five players can't score. This never been this. There hasn't been an NBA team since the Lakers of the two thousands that had five guys that could score. Facts like you're gonna have one guy that can't score. Ben Simmons can be that one guy. He's gonna make it back in other ways. He can rebound. He can assist. Do it that way, but stop making excuses that the reason why he's fouling out is because of whatever happened last year. He's fouling out because he didn't play for a whole year. He's out of shape. He's not in basketball shape. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Kyrie Irving doesn't win because he's a terrible teammate. (laughs) James Harden can't win because he's a terrible teammate. Look at what he did to Philly. Philly was much better last year than they were with him this year. Doc Rivers doesn't win because he's not a good, he's an okay coach. He's not a great coach. He's okay. He got lucky. <laughs> he got lucky. He got three Hall of Famers one year and oops, we lucked up. He got four realistically because Ray on the NBA puts everybody in. Quite frankly, he had the whole team's going to the Hall of Fame. That's what the NBA does. The NBA, nobody puts play, people in the Hall of Fame more than the NBA. I don't know who the, the either the, the WWE is even more selective, not in more recent years. Some people, I don't know if they should be in. Like, they, they've put some questionable people in. But the NBA, like, there's way too many people in. But I th- I, I feel like in, in the NBA players get more excuses thrown their way. And, and like, like in the NFL, they call the players out. You know what I'm saying? Because like, it, it, it's a tight, cohesive unit. You got to be 1 through 53 to win. In the NBA, you can have, like, one guy and, you know, you luck up and get to the finals. But, oh. The Bucks, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. No disrespect to the Bucks, because Chris Middleton is a monster, and um, who else do they have? They have um, there's somebody else that's pretty good. I can't think of his name. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is. Hey, I'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, I'll be in much better mood. There will be a World Series show. I think it's either tomorrow. I'm gonna do a third. I haven't decided. I may even have to just, I'm like so tired. I did so many shows this month. It's not even funny. But um, I'm supposed to do a World Series show. And I I think I'm doing it tomorrow. I think. See, it's it'd probably be tomorrow. Yeah, I'll probably do it tomorrow night. It's going to be quick. Um, the Phillies and the Houston Astros. And I'm conflicted because I kind of want to see Bryce Harper win. But I think I, it's, it's, don't quote. I want to see Dusty Baker win one. So if Dusty can find a way to win the World Series, but Houston doesn't, I'll take it. So maybe for just seven games, Dusty can go coach Philly, and I can sleep better at night. But no, I want to see. I think Dusty deserves it. I got like two minutes. Dusty Baker is underrated. Dusty Baker has been mis mis has been underappreciated in the game of baseball. The guy is a lifer. Uh, he's a former um, a National League MVP in the playoffs, National League Championship MVP. He got San Francisco to the World Series. 
The Cubs were a game away from going to the World Series. Uh, he had the Reds. Reds haven't been good since he left. He turned the Nationals around. He got uh, Houston back in there twice. Like, the guys, like, that's... And he's not, like, all those numbers and stuff. He manages the way the game's supposed to be managed. You look at the product on the field. You know your players. You know what's going to work. And you fit it like that. You don't go and do a 9 plus 8B times square plus fraction plus Red Bull equals a home run. Unfortunately, that's not how that works. I might have just made a formula. I don't know. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, if you watched, God bless you. But the recording on Facebook tonight was terrible. Uh, you can feel free to download the podcast. Wednesdays, new episodes drop at 12 o'clock noon on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. You can listen to the show weekdays. Brand new episodes drop on um, Wednesdays at 12 noon at uh, WDJCDB, DJ Chase Radio. Uh, you can also listen to the show on Thursdays at 8 o'clock on Dynasty Radio NY. Um, <clears throat> you listen to the show all day, uh, twice on Saturday at Fab 94.5 The Hits at 8 a.m. and then at 6 p.m. at Trap Radar Radio and then finish the show out for the week at She Real Radio uh, at She Real Radio at 12 noon. These times suck to roll off the tongue. <laughs> it's not, no, I'm appreciative of the time, but they just bad times. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> New, like I need like a three o'clock. You know, anyway, uh, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, like and subscribe. We'll see you guys next week. As always, deuces. Easier just to throw a quick racist term at somebody. A man who has seen the things I've seen, experienced the loss and pain that I've experienced. <laughs> I transcend race, hombre. Oh